It's rock time, Duluth Superior. Let's get going. Broadcasting live from the craft brewing and bike lane capital of America. It's the talk of the town. Live. And now, Tracy Lundin and Jim Caesar. Well, talk of the town. Here we are. It's uh, Tuesday afternoon and uh, not nearly as warm as yesterday. (laughs) I love that smile on Kenny's face. Uh, Jim is not, uh, he's not out today as a late scratch. This is a planned not being in the studio. Jim has got... uh, Work to take care of today with his day job, uh, doing uh, economic development and all kinds of different things for the city of Superior. So Jim is not here, and maybe I'll get even with him, and I won't come tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Huh? Would that be? Would that be a? And I'll tr- be here twiddling my thumbs. Thanks. And, well, he may need someone to talk to. Well, that's true. All right. I feel like I'm Brad, Brad, Bennett, Bennett with the delay. <laughs> anyway, we've got temperatures, and then I'm going to pull Kenny into this discussion because uh, we're going to talk in a little bit about the weather last night because the uh, weather uh, was uh, something else in certain places, and we'll talk about it a little bit because some friends of mine had uh, considerable damage to their home and property last night. Oh, my. I know there were a lot of uh, temperature records set. I have a bunch of those. Yeah, we can talk about those in a minute. Right now, it's the area temperatures brought to you by North Star Heating and Cooling. Whether it's warm or cold outside, North Star Heating and Cooling will keep you comfortable inside. And Boy, did they keep me comfortable last night in my house. They were tweaked my... Heating and cooling up a couple, uh, well, about three weeks ago. I turned that system on and it worked like a charm. Duluth International right now, much better than yesterday. Fair and breezy, 81. About this time yesterday, we had about 14 more degrees. Maybe 15. John F. Kennedy Airport in Ashland, 86 right now and fair. Cloquet, Carlton County Airport, 82. Duluth at Sky Haba. 84, okay? Chiving, 77. Hibbing, with some nice uh, puffy clouds up there, 80 degrees, and it's uh, windy and hibbing, too, according to the illustrious amateur meteorologist Tammy in Hibbing. See, Kenny, I have my own Hibbing correspondent. Man, are you lucky. Well, I boy, I'm more than lucky. Uh, 80 degrees and sunny with beautiful white wispy clouds and a nice breeze. See, she she makes it sound so like you want to be there. Yeah, wispy, wispy. is uh, very uh, inviting. It, it, very inviting. Well, she's a writer. You see, she's a writer. She's she's written for papers and stuff. And I wonder if anyone's ever the, named their pet wispy. Well, you could. Your dog's name is uh, not wispy. Not wispy. Mine is Bella. Bella. What's your dog's name? Well, we got Rebel. Rebel. You got Rebel. Yeah. Now, does Rebel have a cause, or is is it Rebel without a cause? He does have a cause. There you go. Yeah, he eats and then And then does the other. Yeah. yeah. The opposite. He's a a good dog, though? Real good dog. He's a mix. 
uh, Husky and uh, don't tell me, oh, Ozzy Shepherd. There you go. Yeah, well, there you from go. From the reservation. Oh, really? Up at Rosie's on Red Lake. Okay, very good. Well, okay, let's see. What else? Moneyapolis St. Paul, 88. Now that's down, uh, what, 100 and, uh, 101 we hit yesterday in Minneapolis at one point? Yeah, that was the official high yesterday. Ooh. Minneapolis, uh, 101, a record. And uh, my goodness, their low was 79. <laughs> Boy, we call 79 summer in Duluth when we hit it. I mean, that's a beautiful temperature for up here, and that was their low? I like 79. 79 is a good number. It's 10 more than 69. Moose Lake, 82. Solon Springs, 82. Keyport Liquor and Lounge in Superior, 1900 Belknap, as Jim likes to add. 85, Fair and Breezy. And Two Harbors, 82. So, those are your temperatures brought to you by North Star Heating and Cooling. Whether it's warm or cold outside, North Star will keep you comfortable inside. We can gab a little more before we go to commercial break because I did a short version. So now you have got some temperatures and breaking record-breaking temperatures. Well, there's one temperature we missed, and what? I think this is important. And oh, I've been we? keeping an eye on this for a while now. When Corps, I say a while, for Corps several of engineers? years. Yeah, the Army Corps okay. of Engineer, next Corps of Engineers adjacent to the area lift bridge, currently 83 degrees. Now, they do measure the air temp in tenths. And for Why the do record, they do that? Well, they've got a very uh, high-tech uh, thermometer, 83.3 degrees Fahrenheit, and the water temp okay. is at an even, Stephen, 59er. 59er. Now, do you think they would be willing to lend or sell their old thermometer before they got this one no. to Silver Bay? <laughs> yeah, Silver Bay. I contacted the National Weather Service, and they just need to take that off of their list of they're not uh, going cities. And it sounds like that's a permanent thing there. They're doing it so. to drive you crazy. Well, it you drives too. me crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it does. If it's not working, just take it off your list of well, cities. Well, Moose Lake didn't have a temperature for a while, too. But I got a hold of my people in Moose Lake, and they did absolutely nothing. Oh, Someone, you well, must have done it. I called Tony Stewart. I called Guile Nelson. I called oh. everybody I know in Moose Lake. Yeah. I said, put a damn thermometer uh, on the side of your building and call me and tell me what the temperature is, and I'll say your name. You know, for what it's worth, Grandpa Bill, I'm sorry, Great Grandpa Bill, there who lived go. in Proctor, he would go to Moose Lake, and he would buy cars from Ruse Motors. Right, Ruse Motors. Remember what that, year? Place? Yeah, I do. Oh, that would but have been... 60s? Easily. 50s, 60s? Yeah, but why would Grandpa go to Moose Lake? Did he just get good deals? A lot of people and... went to Cloquet and bought their yeah. vehicles back in the Wood City days. Well, he lived in Proctor, but well, uh, that go. was where he went. Well, Moose Lake had a very thriving music scene back in the 60s. Well, tell us a little bit about that. I'm not aware of that. Well, one of the big, big groups was Missouri Abolition. And Missouri. some of these people uh, Missouri? morphed Missouri. Not yeah. Missouri. No, Missouri. And some of those uh, members morphed into uh, Whiskey River at one point. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, was, uh, but they had uh, good music. Moose Lake is a neat, neat little city. Uh, you know, right on the water there and a uh, cool place to go camping, fun place to hang out, Moose Lake Brewing. Uh, just a lot of good places. You want to buy a... Uh, pre-driven vehicle, Tony Stewart Motors, good good people. No, not that Tony Stewart, right? Not the, the NASCAR, the NASCAR oh, guy, okay. no. This is the 
Twin Ports region, Tony Stewart. Ah. Uh, if you're if you are planning that outdoor activity tonight that might involve watching one of your kids play a sport outside or maybe you play a sport outside like volleyball or something, gonna be mostly clear tonight with a low down to fifty six. Time to open your bedroom windows tonight. Low of fifty six. And uh then it's still gonna be windy, but a high tomorrow much more I guess what seasonal for this area seventy six tomorrow. Yeah, normal high this time of the year is actually seventy three. Well, there you go. See, it's still going to be above normal. Yeah, seventy three. Yeah. Wow. So, did you mention yesterday Duluth officially ninety four a record? Wow. It smashed the previous record of eighty eight and some other records, if I may. Oh, yesterday. go ahead. Brainerd one hundred. Hibbing ninety three. Wolf again. Ashland, not a record, 97, one degree off the record. Double wolf. Minneapolis, 101. Yeah, we did that one. St. Cloud, 101. These are yesterday's records. Marquette, Michigan, 94. And uh, Hayward uh, checked in at 96. Not a record, but uh, but nonetheless, very warm. Warm temp. So before we go to break, last night, we got woke up by one of the storms late last night. Uh, before midnight, I believe, some nasty, nasty storms, sometime between 9 and midnight, went through Hibbing and up towards where I have my trailer, the Side Lake area. And uh, I went on Facebook, and I thought, oh, boy, i check on my friends. First post I saw was from my uh, my good friend uh, Lori and John Fido. John Fido, our former mayor here in Duluth, and their house was hit. And uh, they thought at the time, tornado, the big locomotive sound and trees smashed into the roof of their house, parts of branches and trees through the side of their house, down trees everywhere. Power out, and uh, so no injuries, though. Then I checked in with my uh, friends at the Pine Beach Resort, where my trailer is, no power. Not sure if they'd get power back on today or even tomorrow. And a couple of the trailers had trees collapse on them. So something big. Now, it could have been powerful straight-line winds. But again, you know, it was represented by my friend, who is not one of these people that would be overly dramatic. They'd be calm about it, felt it was a tornado. Well, the National Weather Service, what they do is they'll survey the damage yes. and then determine whether or not there's uh, an EF0 or And they EF1. have drones and they have people on the ground and everything. Now, yesterday, Duluth, this rain event brought us 1.34 inches, so that's a lot of water. A lot of rain in a fairly short period of time. It it really was. And, uh, you know, getting back to John Fito, if I may. Yeah, and then we have to go to break, but go ahead. uh, you got to get him on your radio show. Well, he's perfectly willing. He's offered, and I just have to pull the trigger and make it happen. And the reason I say that is because I uh, I just have fond memories of when John was the mayor of Duluth. Duluth, and we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Talk of the Town. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about John Fido. How's that sound? We'll be right back. Talk of the Town, live on KDAL. Talk of the Town, I'm back. Tell you what. Where did you go? I don't know. I was down on my hands and knees. 
Well, trying to, where's Bryce? Bryce, are yeah. you listening? Well, you were tending to the computer. Is Can you turn you my uh, headphones up just a hair, Kenny? Yeah, Bryce, calling Bryce. <laughs> Still having issues? Yeah, it's not coming back, huh? Oh, boy. That computer. And I could go to this one, which I'll have to do at some point. Otherwise, you'll just have to hear me babble on incoherently uh, about things I know nothing about. <laughs> but I had all kinds of news, and I had it all pulled up on my computer, and uh, then the computer decided to go night-night. But let's talk about John Fido. Okay, we're, we'll, go to, we'll go to the next break, and I can kind of keep an eye on my wristwatch. But, uh, or I should say my Apple Watch. Say wristwatch. That's pretty old school. Yeah, that's right? Dick Tracy stuff. Oh, man, I'll tell you. Kenny, thank you for sitting in again today, by the way. Uh, Jim on assignment over in Superior, which he likes to call Boomtown. Yeah, I like that. Boomtown. It's got a nice ring to it. But speaking of, uh, we were talking about John Fido and the storm last night. But we're also going to talk a little bit about when John was mayor of Duluth. And you lived over by him in his home on the east side. and uh, But one thing I always like to remind people that may be newer to Duluth or maybe younger, they see all these things that they take for granted, like the Lake Walk and uh, the Canal Park renovation. Not a renovation anymore, but the bustling Canal Park. Um, the Lake Walk all the way over to Bayfront Festival Park, all John Fido stuff. You know, a lot of people think that was, those were things that came along mm, in the 90s when a, when a other people were mayor or, uh, you know, Gary Doty certainly had a hand in uh, the Lois Pellucci Pavilion. So Bayfront Park was originally just a big, wide open, flat space. And then with this really cool uh, yellow canopy that uh, was in the south, <laughs> I remember that west yeah. corner of the park. Yeah, and it was neat. It was. And and I got to tell you, folks. Okay, you. All, I mean, I know you. I mean, some people are going to hate me for saying this, and I know you all love Bayfront Park and the Lois Pellucci Pavilion, which is nice. But the original Bayfront Park was much more functional for big festivals and concerts. Well, you would know better than anyone because you're a promoter, mm -hmm. and you did a lot of shows down there Absolutely. for many, many years. Yep. And uh, I'm kind of curious to hear maybe the reasons why, because they did fill in one of the the uh, spots there, the, the one of the docks, if you will, the slips. That was behind the Great Lakes Aquarium. Uh, the, the slip between the park and Pier B was there. But it was just a nice little, dare I say, compact, functional uh, spot. Yeah, and it actually wasn't even that little. It was roughly from Railroad Street to the Bayfront, from Slip to Great Lakes Aquarium, which was still the flame building at that time. When it was originally built, was uh between four and six acres, depending on what you wanted to use. But I'm kind of curious between what we have now and what it was then that you okay. feel was... What I feel screwed everything up, Yeah, frankly, the berm. The berm. Now that little hill the that's hill on they the built north around, side of the park, so yep, to speak? Yep, yep. 
And here's why. You ever go to Excel for a wild game? Yeah, sure. Okay. You've been to Target Field for a Twins game? Yes. Of course you have. What do they all have in common now? All the new stadiums, arenas, open concourses. Yes. You can still see the activity. Ah. Okay. They're, you're still part of the experience. That berm, not only did it cut down the size of the park considerably, but the way they utilize it, they put all the food typically on the backside of the berm where they have that asphalt road. Yeah, there's that separation yeah. uh, to it. If you want to leave, let's say you've got great a great spot staked out for hairball. All right. Or trampled by turtles. Yeah. They have a propensity to put all the bathrooms up in that one area at the park. And a lot of the food vendors behind the berm. So you literally have to leave. I know it annoyed the living heck out of me last time I went to a concert down there that I, I didn't want to leave the concert, but I had to go to the bathroom. Or another time I wanted to get something to eat. Well, well who did that and why? That was a, well, that was a classic case of leaders who wanted to use the money the Pellucci family donated for Bayfront Festival Park, and they wanted to do something very special. Was that the, de- the deck? The, no, no, no. The deck oh. it wasn't even in the picture. Then. Okay. This was the Doty administration. All right. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if it was LHB or which architect it was, but it was an architect. So the berm, I'm guessing, was designed so that people couldn't... Uh wander near the back and watch the show for free who knows because the fence wasn't even part of the original that nice black steel or wrought iron fence that's around the park that came later too. you know tracy i gotta tell you i've never given much thought to it but i've always thought that it's kind of a weird setup there and oh. I guess I, I guess I assume that that berm was just to keep appearing eyes that didn't buy a ticket. I once said, Kenny, if I, if I ever ran for mayor, yeah, and if I ever got elected, these are two things that will a never never happen. Well, just a that's like, yeah. <laughs> never happen. But if or someone came to me and said, "What would you do?" and we'll do it, I'd I'd get about six bulldozers. <laughs> and I would, I would just. That's it. See you later. It's gone. I'd flatten it out and go right back to where the fence is now. Just flatten it out. So many more people could be there. Well, yeah. Everybody'd be part of the experience. Sure. And what are you losing? Nothing. And and you know that irrigation system that this architect also wanted to put in down there. The irrigation system has prevents a lot of festivals and events from staking in tents in the bowl area because there's these pipes and irrigation heads all over the place for water. I didn't know that. So that's just another thing. we got to go to news, I think, here uh, momentarily. Well, I, again, I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about John Doe, or, or John, um, um, yeah, uh, or not, John Fito's role in all this. Okay, or, so when we come back. From the break, we're going to do the Shelton Pizza of the Day, Song of the Day, and then we're going to tell the rest of the story. This is Talk of the Town. We'll be right back after this. 
The Talk of the Town with Tracy Lundeen and Jim Caesar live. Oh, yes, Talk of the Town, and this, my friends, is the Shelton Pizza Song of the Day from 1972. Listen to the music by the Doobie Brothers from the Toulouse Street album. Listen to the music. It's a song recorded by the Doobie Brothers on their second album. The song was the Doobie's first big hit in 1972. It was written by Tom Johnston, and writer Tom Johnson described the motivation for the song as a call for... Kenny, I wouldn't have guessed it. I never knew this after all these years. What was it a call for? A world peace? It was. Oh. It was a call for world peace. A good guess. I thought you were going to say supper or something. <laughs> no, a call for world peace. And he goes on to add, the chord structure of it made me think of something positive. So the lyrics that came out of that were based on this utopian concept that if the leaders of the world got together on some grassy hill somewhere and either smoked enough dope or just sat down and listened to the music, they might forget about all the other BS. Now, I had to do some editing there because he said the word in its oh, yeah, complete, no, no, no. Okay, okay. and I can't say that nope, word. Nope, nope. Uh, the world would be such a better place. It was very utopian, and he adds, very unrealistic. It seemed like a good idea at the time. So the studio recording you're listening listening to right here utilized both a banjo uh, and a prominent flanging effect. You know, as a guitar player, you heard of a flanger before? Yep. Special effect. And anyway, so that uh, was some of the stuff that you heard on Listen to the Music. Go ahead, bring it up, Kenny. Very, very popular song to this day. And a a staple of a lot of... You you hear this is just one of those darn feel-good songs. It really is. Uh, Isn't it, though? Did you ever cover this in your bands? Oh, many times. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love it to this day. One of my favorite songs, if I'm in a bar and a band plays this, it's like, no kidding, really? You're playing Listen to the Music. That is the Shelton Pizza Song of the Day from 1972. Listen to the music by the Doobie Brothers on your way home tonight. I want you to stop at your favorite store. Hey, lots of Super Ones are putting them in the freezers now. Uh, By the end of uh, next week, they'll probably be everywhere at Super Ones. But grab a Shelton's. Ah, better yet, grab two. And if the store you're at doesn't have them, say why. Hungry, busy, running in too many directions. You have hockey, soccer, and school. Shelton Pizza is family-owned and operated right here in the Northland. Try a Shelton Pizza with everyone's favorite toppings to cure your family's cravings. Find a Shelton brand pizza in a convenience or grocery store near you. If they don't have them, ask them why. 
Shelton Pizza, your local cure for busy, hungry families. Lundin and Caesar Live on KDAO. Talk of the town, we're back. Uh, no gym today. Kenny Callagher sitting in for the second day in a row. We've got to quit meeting like this, Kenny. <laughs> well, we won't be meeting like this on Thursday. I'll be out. Well, we're assuming Jim will be back even oh. tomorrow. Oh, good, well, good. But we, but you know what? Mom always taught me: never assume anything. Because, well, just because you make a, you know what, yeah, out of okay. you and me. All right, all right. Now you were asking me a question. You yeah, about John Fetal. Yeah, and Bayfront Park. So here's here's what happened. Okay. Now, for the record, John yeah. Fetal was. Two-term mayor, three? <laughs> Great question. Pretty much you through know, the 80s. It's been, it's been so long. I want to say it was three. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I'm he sure. got a lot of things done, Tracy. Oh, boy. I, you, you know, when you look at Duluth, and, and some people who follow Duluth politics and stuff will hear the famous story about the billboard that was in the western part of town that said, will the last person out please turn out the lights? Well, that billboard really did exist. John Fito came in, and he's the guy, his administration, that group that really did so many of these things that created the Duluth that so many people love. I remember being up in his office once and uh, him looking out the window at the lake. And he says, you know, I can't for the life of me understand why all the smart people that ever ran this town didn't face the city towards the lake. The buildings were all facing the hill. Canal Park was nothing but a junkyard, an industrial junkyard. Well, there a portion, no a portion of it was. But most of it. Well, except the sandbar down in the end. Well, you had businesses on. down there. Uh... Some. Well, the warehouse. Did you ever go to the warehouse? Oh, I got a warehouse story that uh, uh, of course with did. Brett did Hall, but we'll save okay. that for another we'll time. <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot of industrial stuff. Okay, they turned it into all this, and then the lake walk and everything. So 1983 and 1984, a couple big successful concerts at uh, Wade Stadium. One with Willie Nelson and friends, who was huge at the time, and then the Beach Boys. Um, well, after those two concerts, John had been talking during this process of how we needed to connect the waterfront to downtown and pull all this stuff together and have a cool outdoor area where people could have music festivals and do stuff, Kenny. So they called me down there and met with the mayor, the city planning director, who I believe at the time was uh, Jerry Kimball, Bob Bruce from the Bayfront Park Development Association. He was a representative for the Marshalls who owned part of the property where Bayfront Park is today. And the city and the Bayfront Park Development Association created this deal to, to build Bayfront Festival Park. And that involved a land swap. And uh, the, the land swap created the opportunity for the park to be configured the way it is now on that parcel. Okay? So initially what they did, Kenny, was they put in the um they put in that stage the second year. 
they kind of flattened it out. But remember, that whole area was fill. That whole waterfront area down there between where the Great Lakes Aquarium is now and uh, Pier B, a lot of that was just slips and industrial fill. Uh, the old Northern Drug Building, all these buildings that got torn down, they just dumped the stuff. Tell you what, if you ever wanted to try and put a tent up at the old park, that was a treat because you were constantly staking into a, a brick or a big rock or something. It was very, very difficult. But that park was extraordinarily functional. You could use it for everything from, you know what an Airstreamer is? Yeah, I remember they had the uh, they had Airstreamer conventions here, and they twice where they line them up at least Bayfront uh, Park in the arena lots. Yes, and because the park was flat, you could do anything with it during the home show when all the people would show up and they the, the, the terrible lack of parking down in the waterfront. What did they use Bayfront Park for? Parking. Yeah, additional parking. Yeah, additional yeah. parking. Uh, they had a polo. We had an international polo match. I remember that. A Native American powwow. Yeah. The Nimi win powwow. Greek fest. A rodeo. The the Great Northern Classic Radio. A ro- rodeo. Didn't <laughs> they move the uh, international folk festival there when they were doing the freeway construction? When they were doing the freeway tunnel construction. Yeah. Under there. Now, there, there were some events that... Ju- that was not a good move, but they didn't have a choice because they were doing the freeway, which was another brilliant maneuver by that administration, I might add, because that freeway was originally stopped and fought for years and years and years. Yes. Finally, they concocted an idea and worked with the highway department and the feds to do it in a way where that, what is the park called now? It used to be called Lake Place Park. Now it's a Native American name, and I can't yeah, pronounce. But either. it's right across the street, really, uh, from Get Graceland Plaza. And, a, king, a king? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, that's all built over the one of the tunnels. Yes. And then, of course, the access uh, where the Rose Garden and all these other things are in Leaf Erickson Park. They, they literally built tunnels to get the freeway through. So that was very creative. Very creative at the time. And that all happened then. Then we get here now, and, and uh, you know, people look and they go, wow, I love Duluth because of the lake. Well, you know, some of the people that love Duluth right now might not have liked it as much in the 70s because the accessibility to the water was nothing like yep. it is today. Absolutely. Nothing. You know, you, yeah, you could go to Canal Park. You could walk down the pier. You know, you could do all that. Yeah, there was no access like there is with but, the lake walk now. No. And that was John Fito's vision. Absolutely it, really was. it was. Yeah. All the way and, across. You know, we can even mention the brick streets and sidewalks in downtown Duluth. And there might be some controversy. Some people might disagree with it. But I got to tell you, those streets held up fairly well and for decades. they had personality. They really did. What they've done down here now. It's it's functional, but it's got no personality. Well, it's been thirty plus years, I would yeah. guess, and there's still some sidewalks, some areas where those bricks are. But uh, those, 
And I got to tell you, I remember the FIDO administration being uh, uh, a lot of people thought, oh, this is the craziest thing in the world. These streets are going to fall apart. But they held up really well. They didn't they didn't do badly. And they looked really nice. They were charming. They had a class to them. They had a whatever. Uh, What you said, the wispy word. What did you say earlier when we were talking about the weather? They had an inviting feeling. Yeah. Just inviting. And the lamp, the lamp posts and everything. Cool stuff. We do have to take another break, I believe. Do we? I think we do oh, have I, one more okay. before the news. <laughs> I'll twist your arm. You're listening to Talk of the Town. We're going to break. When we come uh, back, maybe no. we'll get on with the rest of the show. No. Oh, we don't? No, we go at uh, 56.50. Are we good? Oh, we're good. We are. Okay, we're good. According to this, at least. Okay, well, thank you for tuning yeah. in to the Fido Love Fest today. <laughs> but no, uh, we, we started on this because they you know, had some storm damage last night up by where they live now, up in the Side Lake area. Now, is that where he's from originally? No, or? no okay. he's from Duluth. John Fito's John's from, from Duluth. Duluth. Lori's a youper, his wife. Oh, really? She's a youper. Yep. Okay. So, Well, I, I tell you, I feel bad that I think he should be a part of this conversation. That's something you've got to set up in the future. And, really and do. That's why I got I mean, so really. riled up a year or two ago when the paper did that story about the 20th anniversary of Bayfront Park, and they were talking about the park as if it didn't exist before the Pellucci Pavilion was built. And that's totally B as in B, S as an S. I mean, the before before that uh, pavilion was built. There were all kinds of concerts down there, all kinds of acts, all kinds of activities, things that you wouldn't even imagine, starting in the mid-80s. So 15 years of history before that pavilion was built, or roughly 15 years. And I think there's going to be another story coming out soon in the paper about the Dex anniversary, maybe, of how long they've been running it now, which I believe is 10 years. I think we're coming up on the 10th anniversary. Now, they ran it no, for the, a while during the Doty administration. 10th anniversary of it being named the nope, Duluth just, Nope, just as the deck running Bayfront Oh, Park. gotcha. Yeah. So, How are they been, doing? They do fine. Yeah. They do fine. You know, and, and it makes sense. It makes sense because uh, they've got the infrastructure over there. They've got the staff. They've got the proximity. They've got the connections, the contacts. And I think it really made a lot of sense when that decision was made to just do that. Now, when it was built, it wouldn't have made any sense at all. And the deck didn't want to have anything to do with it because they had a different vision and they were building the convention centers and all these other things. But uh, now... It, it, in this day and age, it, it makes perfect sense, and they've got uh, they've got a, they have a good plan over there. And if I'm elected mayor, Kenny, I love it. <laughs> I will uh, <laughs> I will tear the berm down, but the deck will still run the park. Well, how you, does that sound? <laughs> uh, that sounds great to me. And know. we'll plant a lot of nice trees around the. Edges. You know, we can establish a, a Lundeen for mayor campaign, whether you like it or not. Well, and- we can. <laughs> uh, we can. And I would have to move to town, but we've established, too, that you uh, you don't have to move until either right before the election or right after you get elected. <laughs> you know, it reminds me, and you probably don't know anything about the late Chet Wagner from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Wagner's bowling alley was okay. his thing, 66 no. and a half lanes. Well, when I lived in Eau Claire, Chet kind of took me under his wing, and I was in his office, and I saw a 
Wagner for sheriff. I said, you were sheriff? He goes, yeah, I was. He goes, I didn't want to run for election, but the uh, the public made me run, and I won. So we <laughs> could possibly do that with you. You never know. Stay you know tuned. what? I wouldn't want all the punishment. They're so vicious and cruel in this uh, town. You know, I don't want to be the whipping boy. Oh, we'd, we'd cover you. Yeah, well... Stranger things have happened. You're listening to Talk of the Town. We're going to do some news. We're going to do all kinds of stuff, some weather, and then we'll be back for hour number two right after this. Long ago, it seems to me I had it made. I had a little money. I had a little honey. One day, of the town with Tracy Lundin and Jim Zeezer. Uh, we are back. Hour number two, talk of the town, and uh, lots of news and things to get to. And uh, so, but uh, to wrap up our discussion earlier, and I see Channel Ten just did a uh, news story on the Fedos and their property damage. It, they must have heard us talking about talking about it and talking. What about an it. amazing coincidence! Isn't that something? But John Fedo was mayor for three terms. All right, now on to uh, to some other big news stories today. First of all, health insurers are seeking premium increases up to 6% in Minnesota's individual market. Now, the range of proposed changes is lower than what carriers sought last summer for 2022 coverage, so that's good news. And I might add, it seems to be below the rate of inflation. Minnesota's biggest biggest health plans in the market where individuals buy coverage are seeking premium increases for next year, though less dramatic than what they looked for last year. So they uh, they released uh, the Minnesota Department of Commerce, released the rate proposals on Friday. Three large carriers in the market are seeking 2023 average increases of between 2% and 6%. A fourth large insurer has proposed lowering premiums by an average of 2%. Give me the name of that company. Uh, anyway, those uh, the, even the state agrees. They think those are, uh, you know, moderate increases. Uh, but you know what? certainly could be worse, and it has been worse. All right. Here's one that kind of caught my eye, because if you're from or if you're in the event business or you've been around any period of time, you'll know about the uh, the Brooklyn Center, uh, Earl Brown Heritage Center. Have you ever heard of the Earl Earl Brown Heritage Center in, uh, in Brooklyn Center, Kenny? I uh, know it's it's like an event and convention center. Okay, they host a lot of big events, and uh, but changes have come. And in our woke society, where we're rewriting all history, regardless of anything good that anybody might have ever done, it's now being judged by things that they may have done the at the time 
you know, they didn't know were bad. But anyway, the Earl Brown Heritage Center now has a new name. The city council in Brooklyn Center last week passed a resolution that renamed the city-owned convention and event center the Heritage Center of Brooklyn Center. Oh, that's creative. Now, is there an acronym you can get out of that? Give me that one more time. The Heritage Center of Brooklyn Center. The HCBC. (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah, well, you know, put a car dealership in front of it, and you'll have the blankety-blank HCBC. You know, it's interesting because uh, Hennepin County, of course, HC, you've got HCMC. So HCBC is, uh, you know, that, that could be a little confusing. Well, the move is the latest in a series of steps in recent years to strip the name of Earl Brown, an early resident who espoused racist ideologies from city facilities and landmarks. Uh, but apparently Earl Brown, uh, as a hu- someone is quoted here as saying, as a human being, he may have done some things we don't agree with, but yet he did many things our community can be proud of. And let's not forget the past, but learn from it and move forward. Brown owned the farm where the village of Brooklyn Center was formed by vote in 1911 and went on to serve two terms as Hennepin County Sheriff. See, I didn't know any of this. He helped found the state, the Minnesota State Patrol. Did you know this? 1929. And he ran unsuccessfully for the governor of Minnesota in 1932. Probably lost to Harold Stassen. (laughs) Anyway, lauded for his contributions. Brown also has come under scrutiny after revelations in recent years connected him to the Minnesota Eugenics Society, which apparently uh, in 2013, a Minneapolis teacher in her book, The Ku Klux Klan in Minnesota, wrote that Brown did nothing to stop the KKK from burning crosses or meeting in Hennepin County while he was sheriff. Well, for the record, uh, Floyd Bornstingern Olson was an American politician and a lawyer. He served as the 22nd governor of Minnesota from 1931 to 36. So he ran against him. Dying in office of stomach cancer. He was a member of the Minnesota Farmer Labor Party and the first member of that party to win the office of governor. So, and he beat Earl Brown. Floyd B. Olson. All right. There you go. Now the Supreme Court ruled six to three today that a main tuition assistance program violated the First Amendment's free exercise clause for excluding religious schools from eligibility. So apparently this program provides a tuition assistance for students without a local public school to attend private institutions as long as the funding is not used for religious or sectarian teaching. Maine's non-sectarian requirement for its otherwise generally available tuition assistance payments violates the free exercise clause of the First Amendment, said Chief Justice John Roberts in the court's opinion in the case of Carson versus Macon. Regardless of how the benefit and restriction are described, the program operates to identify and exclude otherwise eligible schools on the basis of their religious exercise. So chalk one up 
for religious schools. And that's a good thing. With all the nonsense being taught in some of our public schools, I don't think, uh, you know, you know what's going to be the most popular school this fall? The Stella Maris High School. Oh, yeah. They've uh, taken the old... Uh, Woodland Hills, there right? There you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be, uh, that is going to be a highly sought after school to get into. Good. I think so. And good. good. Uh, it's good. Keep, uh, keep, keep the public schools on their toes. Well, here's some sad news, Kenny. Have, have you ever been a bowler? Yeah, I have been. I'm not a very good bowler. I was always proud to see my name at the bottom of the average list. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, or we near do, the bottom. You've sang the song with us in the studio before. Oh, we have. We've got the song right here. Well, actually, you know what? They're not going to be grabbing their balls and going bowling at Country Lanes very soon. Did Uh-oh, you hear the news? I did not. Well. Goodbye to Country Lanes. No. They, Scott Carlson uh, got emotional, and uh, this is from WDIO. When he thinks about all the people that have become his friends over the year, uh, he's closing Country Lanes, which his father built in 1976. It's always been a family business to us. It's been great to get to know the families that come here. He said he'd seen little kids grow up from junior bowling. But uh, that's right across the street from our offices you know i always thought it was in kind of an odd location but it seemed to do well i mean it lasted this long and i think it's 40 plus years bowling is kind of yeah when you look up the highway at skyline social and games they spend all kinds of money redoing and making it kind of a cool um atmosphere and kind of 20 first century bowling and they've got the duck pin bowling and they've got lots of volleyball don't forget the dave's pizza and bocce and dave's pizza yeah and anyway that place is packed all the time but guess what is moving in right across the street from my office what into where the country lanes is yeah. you mean or planet fitness oh my planet fitness is going to be moving in to that location so I imagine they're going to demolish this building and they're going to build a Planet Fitness. Well, that's sad about uh, Country Lanes. It really is. It's the end of an era. But he's, he said he's been working on this deal since October. And it's kind of funny because we had noticed they were taking soil samples or boring uh, maybe a month or two ago, three ago, uh, in the parking lot. And we went over there for lunch occasionally and we just asked him about it and they said they were going to do something with the lot, or I think they knew, but they were just keeping a tight-lipped, and I would too. But uh, anyway, uh, it's too bad, and uh, the end of an era, and best of luck to uh, Scott Carlson, his wife, the family, and uh, here, here comes a new neighbor, Planet Fitness. All right, you're listening to Talk of the Town. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we've got more to talk about. Uh, there's there's a, no shortage of stuff going on, so we'll just pick it up where we leave off right after this. The Talk of the Town with Tracy Lundeen and Jim Caesar on KDAL. Talk of the town. We're back with uh, more. Hey, 
All five of the dentists at Piedmont Dental are accepting patients right now, and they are approaching their 45th anniversary. We love the dentists at Piedmont Dental. Dr. Brian Mart, Dr. David Haugen, Dr. Heidi Spoolhoff, Dr. Jonathan Nash, Dr. Megan Ecker. You know what? They're locally owned and operated. They care about this community. They put so much back into the community, and they have very little turnover in staff in their office, which is really beneficial to their patients in their continuity of care and personalized service uh, that they that they receive. Just an amazing dental team. Uh, in addition, they have state-of-the-art dental equipment, 3D cone beam, CT scan, and laser scanner technology for dental impressions. Call our friends at Piedmont Dental and make an appointment. Your oral health is so important. 218-722-0823, 2860 Piedmont Avenue, Piedmont Dental. Trusted family professionals, call their office, and they will give you a reason to smile. Well, we're back. And uh, look, uh, tomorrow, we had him on the show uh, last week, uh, Sandvik. Sandvik, uh, the rock processing solutions, a big uh, contributor to machinery and the mines up north, are going to have a open house for their new branch in Virginia tomorrow. Okay, so this is a cool deal. We talked about it. Uh, starts at noon, and uh, the public is invited to stop by their new branch, and it's going to be uh, their main hub where Sandvik Mining and Rock Solutions and Sandvik Rock Processing Solutions will be serving customers across the Iron Range and even into Michigan. Okay, the branch is located at 5486 Mountain Iron Drive in Virginia. And uh, I think they're going to have a tent set up and some popcorn and maybe some snacks and lots of uh, equipment to look at. Should be a really good time. That is tomorrow noon in Virginia. All right. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has made it official. He is not going to join Tom Brady for a third season. He retired today. Well, let's see if his retirement lasts as long as it did last time or <laughs> as long as Brady's lasted. Aye, aye, aye. But he said he won't be joining Tom Brady for a third season with the Bucks. The four-time All-Pro tight end announced his retirement for the second time in three years on Tuesday. In an Instagram post, Gronkowski thanked his teammates and coaches over the years and said he's going back to chilling out. It just sounds wrong to me. It just sounds, I mean, it's not Tom Brady's team. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's it. It really so is. So selfish, those football players. I know, especially the ones that get paid lots and lots of money. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm monitoring the uh, Army Corps of Engineer and uh, 81.7 on the air temp and the relative humidity at 31.8%. So dropping. Well, the uh, it's comfortable at 81 yeah. degrees with a low, uh, again, relative humidity at 31.8, but the water temp's going up to 59.2. So the, the key word for today is comfortable. This is a much more comfortable heat There day. you go. Yes. And, uh, you know, dry. My mother used to always talk about the difference between 95 in Houston and 95 in Phoenix. Well, in Phoenix, it was dry heat. Yeah. Did your mother ever talk about dry heat? 
I don't know. She she might have, but I don't recall. Nothing like high heat and high humidity no. to make a person crabby. Well, I can tell you this, in Hibbing right now, 78 degrees, and the uh, relative humidity is at 40%, and the dew point at 52, so pretty comfy. Dropping like a rock up there. It was yeah. 79 when we started. It's going to be 53 overnight <laughs> for a low in Hibbing. It's going to get nippy. Hallelujah. <laughs> really? Say, uh, what's going on today? Make Music Superior. It started at 11 this morning. There's live music all over Superior. I'm going to try to um, run over to... Going postal at 816 Tower Avenue after the show today. Boomstick is going to be playing. You know, Andy Perfetti and John Seguin and the guys. Oh, man. And uh, they're a great band. Really, really good band. But there's great music all over Superior. You've got Shane Nelson at uh, North Shore Sup. You've got Yellow Cloud at uh, Whiskey's Last Resort. Dirt Bike Boyfriend. Dirt Bike Boyfriend. <laughs> now, that's quite a name. That is. Dirt Bike. I wonder what a Dirt Bike Boyfriend looks like. Yeah, I have no idea. Is he dirty? Well, Or perhaps. physically dirty or mentally dirty? I don't know. A Dirt Bike Boyfriend. Eight to nine at uh, 1628 I what, uh, wonder what genre they're in. I don't know. Rock, yeah. country? Dirt Bike Boyfriend. It's hard to tell. By the name. Superior Symphony Orchestra is still playing right now, Duluth Superior Symphony, 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock at 410 East 5th Street. So you've still got time to run over there and hear a little Tchaikovsky or something. Well, who knows? They play a lot of music. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where? Uh, 410 East 5th Street in Superior. Oh, in Superior. Yeah. And uh, Tracks and Rockin' Nelson from uh, Born Too Late, they're well, they're already done. They played over at the Sterling Silver Studio. This is really a cool deal, what they're doing over in Superior. How about M.A. Free Press, all right? Uh, M.A. Free no? Press will be at the Silver Hammer this oh, week. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about Atlantis 2? Atlantis 2 will be at the Cove. Ooh. Cove. Okay. And you want to try me on another one? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about, uh, oh, gosh, Brainiac. Brainiac. Darlene's? Darlene's. <laughs> <laughs> the zoo? I don't uh, know. <laughs> thrust. Thrust. Uh, they're doing a dance at Central High School. Nice. Time. Yeah. Bill Herrick and the boys. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about Search? Oh, Search. Boy, those were some good bands, good rock bands. Yeah, absolutely yeah. they were. And then you can't forget <laughs> about, uh, oh, what's the one, uh, gosh, the name is escaping me. They used to play downtown at the Sound Museum. Uh, they used to play behind a plastic curtain. I don't know why. Really? What was that all about? The COVID. Oh, gee. They no, were way no, ahead no, no, of their no, no, time. No, no. This was way, way back in the their, day. They were way ahead of their oh, time. Oh, the name escapes They me. heard Darn. that COVID was going to come in the 21st century. Uh, Olsen from Superior was oh, in the band. Oh, um, Olsen? Yeah. Well, that was M.A. before M.A. Free Press. Oh, I thought he was in that band. I might be thinking of something else. I'm sorry. I even right. brought it up. The Flyboys. Do you ever remember hearing that no, name? No, they're the, the band brothers from, from the Virginia. Iron Range. Yep. Uh, is, it, is it Virginia? I think, well, a couple of them were from that area. And I thought I had some. Maybe I don't. But they're famous for the Hockey Town song. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, was that Tim Serrar and uh, Mackie? And I uh, can't think of the other two guys. There might have been two Mackies. But yeah, their range. Sarar might have been Eveleth. That's a great song. Oh, it's a very good song. They were, they were a great band, too. And good guys. They were fun. Yeah, Hockey Town. Hockey Town. We could play Hockey Town. I don't know why, but we could if we wanted to.
We could play virtually any song we wanted. I thought I had it here at my fingertips, but I don't. Darn. That's all right. Oh, no, it's not. Well, did you hear hear, uh, this one? A 22-year-old was killed in a collision on I-35 between a semi and pickup truck. Not good. You know, and very rarely does anyone win a battle with a semi truck. Oh, no, it's... Um, the person who died in the collision between a semi and pickup truck Monday morning is 22-year-old Hunter Robinson of Glenville, Minnesota. According to the incident, uh, he was northbound in a Dodge pickup truck when a southbound semi blew a tire. Oh, boy. Causing the driver of the semi to lose control. Oh, That's terrible. Man. This sounds like it was in Freeborn County. Well, I was going to so say. that's it. southern Minnesota, okay, right? Okay, yeah. I believe. Oh, uh, what a tragic, what a tragic deal there. And uh, like I say, uh, nobody ever wins a collision battle with a semi, except maybe a bigger semi. Now, is this it here? I I think I I think I may have struck gold. What do you got? I thought I had this here, Trace. Now just bear with me here. I'm I'm barren. Uh, We can go to we can go to news here. Actually, well, we actually can take this music out if you want. Is this the one? This is. That's it. That sure sounds like that. That's the Fly Boys. Yeah. Oh, let's crank that up. Take me down to hockey town, hockey town. Going down to hockey Now, this is not the full version of the song, so no, we're going to end here cool soon. Down. Yeah. Great riff. The, the Fly Boys. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. And Hockey Town is, uh, is Evelyn. I thought it was Detroit, actually, but... I think it was all the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I think it's Uh, Eveleth, home of the Eveleth Hippodrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never been in that building. Haven't you? Never. I think I might have played a dance there back in Mm. the day. You know, you did the tour. You did the Hibbing Armory or the Memorial Building, and then you do Eveleth the Hippodrome, the Miners in Virginia, and then uh, you'd wander down the other end of the range, and we've got to go to news. So here we go. Lundin and Caesar live on KDAL. All right, I'm back. Talk of the town. Tracy Lundin here, joined by Kenny Callagher. It's been fun, Kenny. And uh, you are uh, you you pinch hit yesterday at a last minute uh, the last minute pinch hitter. How did I do? Was I as good oh. as Randy Bush? Oh, my. I think you were right up there with Caesar Tova. Oh, number eight, Caesar. Or uh, who is the other one that, uh, who is the guy, they had twins, he and his wife. Uh, uh, boy, not, I'm not stumped. Not Knobloch, uh, but in that era. Hawking? Sec- Denny Hawking. Denny Hawking. Denny, Dennis Hawking. No, I want to be kind Randy of an Bush. All over the, you want to be Randy Bush? Yeah, there was a great story. Randy Bush says that uh, I wasn't even uh, my kid's favorite player. They liked Kirby. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Who didn't like Kirby? Well, yeah. and Randy Bush, had, you know, and he had a beard of the same name, too. So how can you not like, you well, know, I, just I don't remember, know about Bush beer. <laughs> I just remember Randy Bush being a clutch guy. He was. He really he was. was a, he was a clutch guy. You know, I got to ask, are, are there monsters inside your pet? Well, 
There could be. Uh Uh-oh. And that sounds scary, but they find them daily at Superior Animal Hospital. And the most scary part is you never see the monsters. They're inside you know, we'll get uh, into our science and biology. They're in the intestinal tract, the bloodstream, below the skin. And some of those are zoonotic, which means they can infect humans. Okay? We want to watch for this stuff. So the big message I have for all of you folks listening right now that own a pet, have a microscopic stool sample uh, check at your veterinarian on every pet at least one time a year. Get an annual blood test for heartworm and the tick diseases in dogs. Give effective parasite prevention all year round. And they can get you the best deals on all this at Superior Animal Hospital. Just uh, go, in fact, go on there, uh, uh, ask about, I should say, PPP, Parasite Prevention Program. And you can find out about all this on the Pet Desk app. Okay, there's an app. It's called the Pet Desk for all appointment and prescription requests. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way. Call them at 715-392-6211. Our good buddy, Dr. Bob. All right. Uh, Boy, this this is a story that isn't going to go away anytime soon, nor should it. But uh, this Uvalde uh, shooter. And and the shooting, the police totally botched this thing. They really did, didn't they? They, they totally did, and uh, and 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 it, it's so tragic because all these innocent children uh, killed in in what probably a should have been prevented. This this guy shouldn't have been walking the streets. He was driven by social media fame, and they're calling it now abhorrent behavior that went unchecked for months. Okay, and uh, it, it's it's utter insanity that this guy was just left unchecked. Then he was able to go buy guns when he turned eighteen. You know, despite all these warning signs. And uh, but despite all of it, in a in a little town, I mean, seventeen thousand people—that's the size of what? Cloquet is Cloquet bigger than that? Oh no, I don't think it's that big. I don't think it's even that big. Maybe seventeen thousand. Well, maybe Superior is what twenty-six. Esco Esco is not that big. Smaller than Superior. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of about the size of Twig. Okay. Oh yeah. But seventeen thousand people. And and now they're talking about this. His abhorrent behavior included animal abuse, being common knowledge in this city of seventeen thousand people, but was never reported to law enforcement. So, uh, nineteen kids, two teachers dead, and then and, the shooter, and the shooter, and and. Law enforcement that should have gone in and could have gone in immediately. Well, yeah, and again, I take issue with the fact that he was outside of that school for several minutes shooting at the school. Yeah. And and again, I've heard 12 minutes. I don't know if that's accurate or not. but And then he found an open door that should have been locked. And apparently a teacher had propped it open or something. And then now we're learning that uh, they were waiting for a key to a door that wasn't locked. Terrible. 
and they were in full body armor, I believe. I mean, they could, and they wouldn't knock the door down. It's terrible. This is te- well, it's, it's beyond terrible. It's a major, major failure, and uh, and a tragedy because you can't, no matter what we say or anybody in the world says, those children are gone forever. And they can't, no matter what happens at this point, they can't come back. And you better not allow this to happen. I tell the story about going to my grandkids' uh, honors deal at Lincoln School. Not even a month ago, Kenny. We just all walked right into the school. Wouldn't you, and it was just days after this happened, wouldn't you think, especially in a school that has as many lockdowns as that school does, wouldn't you think They'd have ramped up security at any entrance that was open for parents to come in. Yeah, it's it's terrible what happened down there. It really is. It, it only takes never one happened. crazy person. You know what I mean? One. You know, crazy I wish person. I wish the story was is that officer shot and killed him as he was shooting outside the school before he ever got inside. But sadly, that's not the way the story ended. Wouldn't that be a great story? All right. Well. I wish I had more good things to talk about other than Elon Musk. I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> apparently Twitter erupted today after the board endorsed Musk's bid for the platform. And I think it would just be refreshing if someone that was at the very least neutral would own one of these big social media platforms. Because right now everything seems to be just so skewed. One way. Now, apparently, a U.S. Navy ship today responded uh, after an Iranian vessel came within 50 yards. The U.S. ship responded with a warning flare. That's pretty close when you're on the sea in a ship. Think about that. 50 yards. 150 feet. What's that, across the street? Well, uh, down the block. They should have blown them out of the water. Where was this? The water. No, I, I, specifically, <laughs> what waters was this? I'm giving you a The Strait of uh, where? It was the Strait of Hormuz. Okay. On Monday. <laughs> and uh, leading the U.S. to respond with warning flares. So now, Kenny, there might have been more than one flare, because they're saying warning flares. Three Islamist Re- Revolutionary Guard Corps Navy vessels approached a U.S. convoy comprised of the coastal patrol ship USS Sirocco and the fast transport ship USNS Choctaw County, which were conducting a routine transit through the Strait of Hormuz, the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command's 5th Fleet said in a statement. We've got to take a break. You're listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back with more after this. Talk of the Town on News Talk KDAL. All right, we're back. Talk of the Town and everything you care about is in your home. Things that you just can't afford to lose. Let the folks at Field and Connolly Insurance help you protect what matters the most with a West Bend home and highway policy that provides you with one policy, one bill, one deductible, and one agent while protecting your home, car, truck, boat, motorcycle, snowmobile, and more. 
all with no hassle and a portion of your annual premium comes back to you in cash if you don't have a claim. To find out more, contact Field and Connolly Insurance in Superior, 715-392-9829, and make sure you tell them, talk of the town said hi to Mark. All right? Okay. Keith Ellison, state of Minnesota attorney general, is vowing to protect out-of-state women seeking abortions in Minnesota. Quote, unquote. No one who travels from another state to seek an abortion that's legal in Minnesota is going to be prosecuted, the attorney general said. I will oppose extradition requests from other states for people who've engaged in legal conduct in Minnesota. Boy, he sure told it, right? Yeah, I'm going to bite my tongue on this one. I don't get into that subject. I'm just just reading headlines from the paper. Uh, Oh, Duluth Cloquet neighborhoods are going to see aerial spraying early Wednesday. What are they spraying for? Well, one might ask. That's a good question. Kenny, that's a great question. They're they're spraying for the leaf-eating caterpillar stage of the spongy moth. Is that another fancy term for an army worm? <laughs> I don't think so. I've I don't never... know. Well, residents of some Duluth and Cloquet neighborhoods may be awakened by the sound of a low-flying airplane uh... Wednesday morning. And if it goes boom, well, they pulled the wrong lever. Wednesday morning when the Minnesota Department of Agriculture <laughs> is planning to spray trees to eradicate spongy moss, the, in- oh, the invasive pest formerly known as Gypsy Moss. So why did they change the name? Yeah, Bands why? used to change their name. Did you ever remember that? We had a band once called River, formerly Harrison. So now we have a moth, a spongy moth, formerly known as a Gypsy Moth. Huh. So now is an army worm a navy worm now? I mean, really, aye, aye, aye. what the hell's a going military on? Worm. Do, do some people get paid <laughs> just to do this kind of stuff? Well, aye, aye, aye. The it's... Duluth site uh, is approximately 75 acres in the Gary New Duluth neighborhood from 98th Avenue West to the railroad tracks and extending from Bowser Street to near Minnesota Highway 39. Now, conspiracy theorists think they may be planting illegal transport, transmitting devices in those neighborhoods. So, no, never mind. I made that up. Cloquet site encompasses about 500 acres around the Sappy Mill property. Now, one might ask, how did they choose these specific sites? Well, I'm sure they did some surveying and some high-level investigations to determine... uh, a lot, a lot of, of spots. Senate hearings, do you suppose? Probably a lot of committees. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. A lot of different divisions of the yeah, government. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this whole thing probably cost millions of dollars. It's not in the story? Well, it, it would possibly be if I decided that this was interesting enough to keep reading. But I don't <laughs> okay. think, it, I think, like me, the only thing that's going to happen is some people are going to wake up tomorrow morning. They're going to hear a low-flying plane. They're not going to have listened to Talk of the Town. And they're going to go, we're under attack! You know, uh. And they're going to call their neighbor or text their neighbor like I do. They're going to go, what do you think's going on here, Tanner? 
What are those planes doing up there? Did you do something wrong? Are we under attack? No, they're spraying the moth. That's what I heard Tracy say on Talk of the Town. See? There you go, Kenny. Yeah, so you're helping. It's, it's another you're reason. spreading the word. Why people should listen to this show. I agree. They, what it, The things that you don't learn when you just sit and listen to music all day. Of course, who doesn't like music? All right. Well, Superior, or I mean the Two Harbors City Council pressuring the mayor to resign. I've got a oh, bu- I've got, got I've got a bulletin that you just came across here. Whoa! A jury in California is back with a verdict in a civil case against Bill Cosby. Oh boy! I didn't know this was pending. They've decided that the comedian. I don't know why they call him that. He's more of an actor to me than a comedian. Well, he was He's a just comedian once upon a time. They found that uh, that he is guilty of sexually assaulting a then teenage girl at the Playboy Mansion back in 1975. So apparently this is some breaking news. Okay. So what was a 16-year-old woman doing at the Playboy Mansion? And if I went to the Playboy Mansion and girls were scantily clad... I would assume they were all of legal age. It was you? 1975. Oh, Tracy. come on, right? Oh yeah, things were different back then. Well, I said somebody I knew married a, married their school teacher back in that era. Oh, who I was mean, that? Well, oh, I'm not going to say any oh. names. I'll tell you off the air. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> but I, it just goes to show you how times have changed. Well, this has been a fun day, fun show. Thank you, Kenny, for uh, asking me all the John Fido and Bayfront Park and City Canal Park questions. It was... Yeah, but it's not complete. You still got to get John Fido on someday I'm gonna in get the future. Him on. You do. We are going to you get do. him on, and uh, that will be that will be for sure. Uh, weather again, as I said earlier, if you're going to a soccer game, softball game, baseball game, doing any outdoor activity tonight, should be a okay. Going to be a beautiful night, actually, even if you're down by uh, Lake Superior. Winds northwest, uh, well, tonight, winds are going to be west, 10 to 15. So it's still going to be windy, gusts as high as 30. Tomorrow, another day where it's going to be darn near average, a little above average. High of 77 with northwest winds. Tomorrow, still a little gusty, but not as much as today. So there you go. We will be back tomorrow with more of Talk of the Town. Kenny Kelliger, thank you so much for filling in. I'm Tracy Lundeen. Have a great night, everyone. Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on.